that one in four women will experience a miscarriage? I am one in four and I welcome you to Sparks of Motherhood podcast, where I'm going to be sharing openly about our own Miss Miscarriage journey, as well as bringing you stories from other women who have navigated their way through this grief as well. So to all our star babies out there, this is for you. I'm your host, Ashley Boston. Welcome to today's episode. Oh, this one is actually a little uh, funny that I'm sitting here recording this because it is the 24th of November and as I looked back this week uh, at this time last year, it was actually the 25th of November in 2020 that we conceived our, the, our first baby. And so it gives me a little bit of the chills that I'm here recording uh, one of the first episodes and also sharing our journey uh, with you. And I really want to, in this episode, just share with you, I guess, what I have been through personally, where I'm at today, and then I will be uh, sharing in another episode just uh, what we discovered and, you know, finding out the answers to why we had our miscarriage. Uh, so... Let's go back. Uh, in October uh, 2020, we decided to start trying for a family. We got married uh, in 2019. My husband is in the Navy, so that has its challenges with creating and starting a family as well. And uh, we didn't get a honeymoon. We had decided to book a five and a half week trip in Italy and that was going to be our honeymoon and we were supposed to go on that in June of 2020 and then of course that didn't happen we went into lockdown and there was no real end in sight for when we were going to be able to travel again. So we kind of put that on hold and really focused, I guess, on what was next. What was our plan? What was our future going to be uh, moving forward? And so in October, we'd had the discussion and we said, well, you know, we can't put our life on hold forever. And we started trying. And it was the 25th of November that um, we would have, you know, conceived and it happened a lot quicker than we thought. I, I had been seeing an acupuncturist uh, for the past, uh, you know, 12 months in preparing my body and for that. Um, but I really had no idea about you know prenatal health or anything like that I just thought you know we'll just fall pregnant and it'll happen and obviously I've learned a lot since then um also never thought that I would be one in four to 
end up having a miscarriage. Um, but we we found out we were pregnant um, in December. We were away on a holiday. We always try to get away before Christmas and uh, we, we were away on a break. Uh, we were in Port Macquarie and I was well and truly late. So at this stage, I was about four weeks pregnant and we were really excited about that and obviously thought, oh, well, that happened quicker than we thought. And so we, uh, when we got back home, I had booked into our local GP and got some blood work done because I really wanted to be able to share the news with my parents um, before Christmas and tell them the good news. So, yeah, that was really exciting. It was also really challenging to try and keep it a secret. Um, anyway, during uh, those holidays, um, you know, we had started to tell people just quietly. And in January, I, now looking back, we know, but in January, I was so sick. Uh, three weeks of barely keeping food down and it was kind of funny because it wasn't in the mornings I would wake up I would feel fine I'd be able to get some work done and then by lunchtime that nausea really kicked in I would eat I couldn't keep food down and I just would be really tired and you know people said oh you know like that's just how it is like and I guess everyone has different experiences I didn't think anything else about it my body was still changing I just was really nauseous and also with uh you know after Christmas sales like you get so caught up in that excitement of it all and we went and started buying like we went to baby bunting because they had such a big discount on sale items so we started buying just the big items so that we wouldn't have to worry about that down the track and that that would be taken care of and so we you know bought the crib and we bought a car seat and and all of those you know those big items and there was a time like there was a point during that period where we were like you know my husband who is the sensible one is like well what if something happens? Like, what are we going to do with this stuff if something happens? And I was like, well, look, we, if something does happen, we're going to need it anyway. So let's just not go there. Let's just buy it and we're going to have it no matter what. And so finally after those, you know, we did all that. After three weeks, I started to feel great again. Like I was able to start exercising again I felt great and uh, I didn't have a great experience with my GP. That is uh, the other thing that really stood out. Uh, living in Sydney, moving from Bathurst to Sydney, I didn't have a GP. So I kind of just, you know, booked into our local GP and that was not a great experience. She literally handed me a bag with a whole heap of pamphlets, a whole heap of crap. And was like, oh, it's your first pregnancy. Here you go. Go home, read that. And I was like, I was a little bit shocked. 
I, I kind of wanted somebody to go, okay, well, this is, you know, what you're going to expect and like, you know, have you thought about hospitals or anything like that? Like there's going to be paperwork that you need to complete, you know, you're going to have a scan at this time and this time or this amount of weeks and, you know, because I just didn't really have any idea. Yes, I've had friends who have children and who have been through all of this before, but it's not something that we sit around and talk about when we catch up. Uh, so I was a little bit disappointed, you know, I was kind of like, all right, in and out, and, and that was it. Uh, I had gone back to see her. Uh, she gave me, you know, uh, the paperwork to schedule in the scans, and obviously there was one that we could get done at seven weeks or one that we could get done at the 12 weeks. And speaking to my friends, they had said like, oh, we didn't worry about the seven-week scan, you know, like we just you know, went ahead with the 12 week and everything was fine. And obviously the cost, um, I didn't realize how expensive these things are. Uh, and so we opted for the 12 week scan. So I booked all that in online. We went in on the 8th of February. And before that, I had just had my parents here for the weekend and we did a baby announcement online on socials we took a photo uh, we have a chocolate border collie so he was in there as well and we had told everyone that we were pregnant and looking back like I'm you know um I mean I don't regret doing that uh because it has allowed me to openly share and talk about our journey but I was not prepared for what was about to come next, walking into the room to have our scan. Um, we arrived there, obviously, with, um, you know, COVID and things like that. We had to wear masks. We went into the room and uh, laid down and she started to do the ultrasound or the scan. And uh, my husband... Funnily enough, the night before, he had said to me, like, do you just, do you think everything is okay? Like, I have a feeling that everything is not okay. And I was just excited. Like, we had downloaded the app. We were tracking it, you know, like what size it is, what type of fruit it is at the moment. And we just were really enjoying that. And I hadn't for a moment considered that anything was wrong and so he had said this to me and I was like oh don't be silly you know like everything will be fine like it's exciting but he knew from the moment that we got in there and and looked up to see that there was just a black screen and she looked down at me and said are you sure you have your dates right and I said yeah yeah like we've got the dates right like we've done blood tests everything like that um, and she said I'm really sorry to tell you this but unfortunately you've lost it and I think I was just in shock like I couldn't really believe what I was hearing and um uh, 
I just I started to cry and she continued. She did some measurements on the screen and and things like that. And then um, you know, left left the room and went and got somebody to come in and talk to us about what our next steps would be and where to go to from here. And I was going to have to make some decisions. So I'd had, you know, had my moment and then I pulled myself together and was like, okay, you know, like, what do we need to do? And uh, they put us in a in a little private room and made all the necessary uh, appointments for us and rang the GP and got a letter and, you know, so that we could go straight to emergency and uh, and start the process. And, I mean, there are so many, there's so many different options for you to choose from, you know, like wait for your body to go through it naturally um, or to have the tablet format or go in and have a DNC. And from, from that moment, that very first moment, I had already decided that I would just have a DNC. Um, because, I mean, having a missed miscarriage, I didn't know how long my body would take to, you know, like realise or process that or, you know, to let that go. And I just wanted that to be over. So we uh, were sent to emergency. We sat in emergency for four hours. I was receiving messages from my friends asking how it went. And then obviously I was telling them what had happened. Uh, My mum and dad had actually left to go back home um, that morning. So I had rang them, you know, as they were halfway home uh, and to tell them what had happened and it just felt like it happened really quickly. We finally got through to emergency. Um, they did some checks and everything like that and then had said, um, okay, well, you need to come back tomorrow morning for a DNC and you need to be here uh, at 7.30. So <laughs> we came home. I, it was quite late by the time we got home. And I just, I don't know if I had truly processed anything at that point. I was just in this moment of like, I just need to get this done. I just need to go in there, have the surgery and then figure things out afterwards. So we got in there early the next morning. There were no beds available until lunchtime and uh, so we were very grateful they had put us into like a little private room and we got to hang out there for you know a while until a bed came available and uh, when a bed did come available it was pretty quick. Um, I went in and uh, had the DNC and uh, I think I was probably asked about four or five times what option I wanted to go with. I was given the options again and Obviously, that's probably procedure, um, but I was like, no, DNC, I just want to go in and out. And uh, very grateful that my husband was able to be there with me throughout that whole time. And, you know, it was probably hard for him watching me go through that and um, make those decisions. But 
I was just grateful that he was able to be there. And they prepped me. We went in. I had the surgery, woke up, and obviously, you know, (laughs) you're kind of not sure exactly what you've just been through. Um, And they wanted to do a few checks before I was allowed to go home. Um, And... You know, they kind of mention that there are support groups that you can talk to or there are counsellors that you can reach out to. But that was kind of it. And I knew that there were some support groups. I knew of a few. Um, But no one really comes in to check on you or ask if you're doing okay or if you do need to talk to anyone. Um, That was pretty much it. And we were sent home. I was adamant that I was going to go home. We had friends come and get us from the hospital and come and stayed with us for a little while uh, that night. And um, grateful because they have been through, you know, something similar. And... It still really hadn't hit me. I I had messaged my kinesiologist who lives in Queensland and had told her what had happened and that I needed an appointment with her as soon as possible because I need I knew that what had been removed from my body was going to take a while for my head to realize what had happened. You know, I, I think having those it's very it's a difficult thing to know, okay, well, that's no longer in my body, but you've got all these hormones going on. And then for my, you know, for me, my head to go, this isn't happening anymore. Um, you're no longer growing a human. And so I really wanted to try and sort that out as soon as possible. And and also be able to grieve because I hadn't been through that process yet and I know it had only been like 48 hours but I hadn't even let myself feel sad or angry. I was just in this like we need to do this, this and this. These are the steps that we need to take. Uh, and so, yeah, I, um, I had booked a call with her for the Wednesday night and she rang and chatted to us and that was really the first time that you know she just walked us through and talked and how we feeling and and also gave us options on what we could do to I guess bring some closure for us as well um and yeah so that was really helpful and obviously then you know, the next day I really started to feel that. I started to feel the pain. Um, and after going through that DNC, I mean, it's not pleasant. Uh, but then you're kind of like, okay, well, how long is this going to take for me to heal? You know, I think I spent probably two weeks uh, between bed and laying on our blow-up um, bed in the lounge room because I couldn't, sit properly or I couldn't get comfortable um, just because the pain that I was experiencing Um, and 
there's just like there's no one to really walk you through that there's like this process that we need to go through uh, and I had uh, I had joined some groups and I had shared what we'd been through and you know other other women in there had shared their experiences and it was nice to be able to have you know like someone else to share that with who who gets it and who understands uh and also knowing like you know like six weeks later like when your body still isn't feeling right or you're still bleeding here and there or you haven't got your first period yet after that like how long is that going to take and just being able to hear from other people that it's normal was really comforting um and so that was sort of our journey up to there and one of the things that we did together and I'm just so grateful that my husband was able to have that whole week off to be with me. Uh, the other thing that um, our kinesiologist had suggested was to either plant uh, a rose bush or, or, or a tree or something that would bring us closure. And so that same week on the Friday we... I managed to get in the car and we went and we, um, my husband had come up with the idea that we would, we could plant a dwarf lime tree because that was the size um, at 12 weeks or going into 12 weeks that the baby was supposed to be um, the size of a lime and the app that we were following. And so together we, we did that we planted a lime tree so that sits outside and we just had like a little moment to ourselves out there just you know going through that you know feeling that loss feeling that sadness uh and that was one of the things that really helped uh and now that you know when we sit out there we get to look at that and hopefully it will produce limes one day. It's got very, very tiny, tiny little limes. It's going to take a lot of little limes to use in my uh, gin <laughs> and mineral water. But that's just something that we did together uh, to, I guess, make that feel complete. So that was our... Uh, mis miscarriage journey uh, you know up until sort of February March and it was so challenging also being in lockdown as well and not being able to have family around or come and visit uh, not being able to leave the house um, that was really hard because I was not really feeling myself for a good couple of months and then we went into this lockdown and uh and that was that was pretty challenging uh and then all the you know everything else that goes around with that I'm only just about to uh, come out of lockdown now uh with going through all the vaccinations and things like that so it has been challenging and I absolutely, you know, take my hat off to you if you have also had to experience this or go through this on your own, especially, you know, and not being able to have partners. Uh, I've heard so many stories of, you know, 
of women not being able to have their partners there because of the restrictions that are in place. So I, yeah, um, we are very strong and this will make you stronger and, uh, and I'll be sharing more about our journey and what helped me move through that grief and, um, and come out the other side. I mean, I still have a day every now and then that, that feels frustrating. Um, but yeah, I, I would love to hear from you and, uh, please subscribe to this podcast or share this with a friend or family member. I think this is something that we really need to open up and speak more about and uh, make it the normal, you know, um, because we need to go through that process of knowing that we had a little human inside of us, (laughs) even if it was just the beginning. And uh, we need to be able to go through that loss and and just have open conversations. So thanks for listening and I look forward to sharing more about our journey inside of the next episode.